So one of the things that Jeff and I talk about, and I'm going to pass it off to Jeff to ask some questions, is that we always talk about kind of the, you mentioned time management, but there's a lot of people, especially friends, that will say, I just don't have time for that. I just don't have time for that. I just don't have time for that, right? And we all talk about how important it is to have that time. Um, what do you do when someone tells you they don't have the time? Because we have a multitude of things that we say, but since you're out there doing the same thing we are, I'd love to hear kind of what you do in terms of when you hear, because I'm assuming it's not unique to us, right? You probably hear that from people too, correct? Yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I, I'm going to raise my hand and say, I've, I've done that many times myself where I said, I just don't have the time. And, you know, it's, it's very easy to fall into that and, ma and, and make that excuse. And I've done that countless, countless amount of times, but I know, I mean, we're, lucky enough we've we've had some life experiences where you know okay well you know exactly what you need to do it's just a matter of getting out there and doing it and uh you know if you can if you can speak frankly to those friends that say i'm you know i just don't have the time you know you just have to tell them well you have to make time because you know you're in your 40s and in x amount of years you're going to be 50 and you're not going to have that time back to when you did so you know, I guess, I guess throwing the guilt around and letting them know like, Hey, this is uh time, time is running out to be able to, you know, to be able to work with what you have. It's a good point. Yeah, it's I, kind I, of I a dark, it, yeah, it's a dark, it's a dark way of saying things, but uh, yep. it's true. Yeah. And that's what you just got to get, get working on it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard, right. If you haven't been doing it for a while and mm -hmm. that, that's the hardest part, right. That's what I tell people is, you know, those first couple of weeks, it's going to be the hardest. You're going to be so sore. You're going to be hurting so bad. Um, yes. So get through that. You will get over the hump. And then you, you just got to make it a habit, right? So it's got to be part yeah. of your daily routine. And even if it's just like, say, you know, getting moving, going for a walk in the morning to kind of start, get the juices flowing, and then then kind of build up, you know, to maybe a little bit of running or, you know, cycling or, or something else, right? Or body weight work, whatever you want to do. So... But yeah, it's, it, it's making, it, it's making those habits, right. And falling it through is. those every day. That's huge. Absolutely. I guess the, the habit though, is the, it's weird. Cause like when I was traveling this summer all over the place, I didn't work out nearly the, that's kind of where I was going with the questions earlier. Like I didn't work out nearly as much as I normally do when I was traveling, even though I tried to, I walked every day, I did all these things, but I didn't run or bike as much as I usually do. And I noticed when I got back for about that first week and a half, I had that learning curve again, you know, where I'd hit it hard and I'm like, yeah. holy crap, I'm sore, I'm tired, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of moody, I'm super hungry, you know, all those things. And again, so the, I guess the main point of it is, is you don't want to ever fall out of that, you know, try to stay in that zone because getting out of it is incredibly easy, especially the older you get, I've noticed, right? Like once you, like now, if I don't work out even for a couple of days and I go back to it, I notice like, huh, it's different. <laughs> like You got to stay on top of it, right? Well, and, and you mentioned it, right? So two two weeks, right, to get back into something, it's it's not it's not an easy two weeks. There, there's some pain, there's some pain, there's some adjustment. It's like, okay, well, you, you've kind of put yourself into that situation where you had to where you had to stop. But you know, that's just the that just kind of comes down to uh, it's almost like what you're saying before about uh, just taking that time to warm up and stretch because you have to. If you don't, you're just gonna <laughs> you're just gonna feel pain or hurt yourself. That's exactly right. And it's interesting because Kelly's cousin, who's I think 24, 25, really great kid, but he did something to his back. He's not even sure what he did. He was working out. He's not, not doing anything crazy, but hurt his back. And now they're in Greece. And his mom called us the other day and was like, you know, um, I, I don't want to give his name because he may get upset over that. But anyways, 
was like, Maggie was like, hey, uh, you know, so-and-so has is, is hurt his back. Do you have any suggestions for him? And I was like, do I not have any suggestions? I have a book I can share with you. <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> I've hurt my back so many times, right? And it was yeah. funny because he was doing everything that almost, and I, kind of my other question I was going to ask you here is between Western and uh, Eastern medicine. I think there's a nice hybrid there because all the doctors here were like, you need surgery, you need surgery, you need surgery. And when you're 24 or 25, what I was telling him is, is like, look, try everything else before you go that route because surgery is non-reversible, right? That you can, you can stretch, you can do yoga, you can do different poses, you can do different strengths, you can do different stretching, whatever it is before you go that route. And you know, you can use massage guns, you can get massages, you can acupressure, chiropractic, right? Exactly. There's a million yep. things you can do. Core work. Exa thank you. I forgot about the core work. I should have told him that. It's huge. Um, huge. It's, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> but the point is, is that, you know, there's a nice, uh, we're always in the Western, we're always into the immediate solution. Whereas I think in the Eastern practices, they're more about kind of the, let's try this, let's try that. Let's get to the real root cause of what it is and try to solve that. Do you think I'm accurate with that statement and kind of your experiences abroad? Absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll even say this is before I even went abroad. So I will, I'm a big proponent of, of acupuncture and I still don't, I don't under my Western mind still cannot fathom how, how it worked and how, how it's uh, healed me. But I had a serious case of lockjaw. I mean, I, I remember jumping into a pool to, you know, to swim some laps and the water was a little bit cold and all of a sudden I could not I couldn't open my mouth like, I could probably open it up for maybe, maybe two inches after that, it just locked up. And I was like, what is going on? You know, Whoa. I saw, I saw my dentist was like, well, you grind your teeth at night. Well, you should probably, you know, use a, use a, a night guard, which, which I do, but they said, but to heal that, I recommend getting acupuncture. So I saw an acupuncturist, you know, I'd say two or three months of, of regular treatments with all the little electrodes and sticking these, these needles in all these random places. And all of a sudden, it was it was gone, and and I haven't had any issues since. So um, I mean I think that that's one thing. Um, living overseas in you know, and I remember seeing these on some of the travel shows where you go into some of the the, the Eastern medicine medicine shops, and right away you know you, you see these guys that'll that'll come out with like oh hey you should try this and that and here's a, here's some deer penis and that's going to help you with your man <laughs> energy. <laughs> and when my okay. and when my parents came to visit, same thing. My dad was just like, they, they recommend, oh, you should take this. This is for man energy. And they winked at him. I mean, <laughs> you know, he he didn't try it out, but I mean, looking at that, you know, of course, it's just like they have they have an answer, and maybe maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But hey, it's an option rather than getting, you know, getting cut open and doing, you know, and, and trying to fix it that way. I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. But very, I know we've taken quite a bit of time here, but yeah, I just um, kind of one question I was thinking through uh, conversation here, uh, Gino was just, is there maybe um, two or three like key things that you bring with you on travel to help you with, you know, fitness or uh, wellness or, you know, nutrition? Is there some things you just don't leave home without when you're traveling abroad? Ooh, that's a, that's a very good question. I think, you know, when you, when you travel, I think now in, in today's day and age, I mean, you could fitness is, is at the push of a button. So, I mean, as long as you have, you know, and I mentioned earlier, I'm a, uh, I, I have a Peloton. Um, I have access to, you know, to a lot of their, you know, to a lot of their content and, you know, not just, you know, and I don't, 
not just them, but so, so many other companies out there. You could, you know, as long as you have Wi-Fi, you could stream, a, you could stream a certain workout. And even now with some of these, some of these companies, you can download a workout. So I mean, I think having, having connectivity to something is, is key. And, you know, and if you don't, maybe you don't have Wi-Fi, but if you have something on, you know, we're probably past the days of carrying a DVD, but I, I did used to have, I did used to bring some workout DVDs sometimes and, and, and I would use that, but now I could just throw it up on my, uh, on my smartphone or tablet and, and, and do a workout that way. Um, in terms was of, was that DVD food, sw- sweat to the oldies? That's exactly what I was going to ask. <laughs> oh. say you're interested. <laughs> no, it was, it was, uh, it was P90X. <laughs> oh, that's right. They had the whole series. That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was P90X. It nice. was, uh, it was insanity, you know, the beach body, uh, insanity. That was, that was always a good right. one. Right. Right. Um, nice. stuff, I'll, I'll say this, but depending on where you go though, I, I will say this is make sure you know what the, what the situation is with the water. Um, some places they even, you know, a lot of these hotels, I, I, I was like, wow, they give you a lot of uh, a lot of bottled water, but it's because they don't want you ingesting, you know, the tap water. And this is a this is at a, you know, five star hotel. They still put out all these bottled bottles of water for you to brush your teeth and rinse with the bottled water. So it just make sure wow. that you know your your water source is is covered. Um, you know, whether that just means going to the local 7-Eleven, which they actually have a lot of out there in in, in Asia. Really? I used to pay my bills at I used to pay my bills at 7-Eleven. That's a whole other story. But but ha- having access to uh, to clean water is is uh, is key. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Whenever I've traveled, yeah, I haven't done a lot of international travel. When I have, we always get the bottled water everywhere we go because you, you just never know, mm-hmm. right? And you don't want to get sick. And trying yep. to minimize your exposure right, as much as possible when you're in uh, different countries. Exactly. Because the worst part awesome. is anything GI tract happens like that. It's it's not especially to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a very sensitive between here and here. Yes, yeah. apparently. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, fellas, listen. Yes. I think uh, it's great. Jeff, any other questions before we drop? I think it's good, Matt. I really appreciate your time, Gino, taking the time to talk with us. And uh, I'm sure we could go on and on. So many stories. Um, but appreciate some of the tips uh, and guidance you've you know, discussed today. And um, we'll get you on another future episode of uh, Purely Awesome Dads here. No, it's, it's a pleasure. Thank, thanks, guys, for having me. Um, I, do, I do owe you a picture of, uh, of some, uh, of some <laughs> interesting street signs. And I, 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 will, I will get that Love out it. to you guys. But, uh, <laughs> again, thank you. Thank you for, uh, thanks for having me on. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks to the audience and look forward to seeing you guys here next week at the same time. Thank you. I mean, Lake Charles, like we went there in November of last year. Uh, What up, Jeff? There we go. What's going on? Hey, dude. Hey, Jeff. How's it going? Gino, Gino, Jeff. Yeah, nice to meet you. I feel so underdressed. Well, that's yeah, usual. That's <laughs> so it's a yeah, preschool so, connection. The preschool is, connection no. is what bring, brings uh, brings parents together. You know, totally, totally. Yeah. And uh, there was this crazy guy with crazy hair. And I was like, <laughs> nice haircut, dude. <laughs> he had the long hair. You should have seen when he had off. the long hair. He, he had the long hair for a while. I've I've seen the high school photos. They <laughs> are fantastic. Yeah. Love. Not Love my it. finest moment, but uh, hey, you live and learn, right? <laughs> yeah.